We are Emilia Arabia and Pau Suso, 10th grade students from Colegio Colombo Británico in Cali, Colombia. This is our podcast, Alternative Rhythm of the Revolution, inspired by the song American Pie by Don McQueen. This is the story of an ex-hippie grandma and her curious grandson who wants to know about her adventures and epic memories of music and change in the late 50s, 60s, and 70s. We, we hope, hope you enjoy this memorable story. Music is the rhythm of protest. That's what my grandmother always says. And believe me, she knows that best, better than anyone. She lived through the landmark moments, decisions, beacons of change of the 20th century, and all throughout them, she was dancing to the music. Be it rock music, folk music, pop music, she danced to their alternative rhythms in the countercultural revolutions of the century. From the late 1950s to the early 1970s, she was a part of the lost generation that found its direction in the beats and guitars, with screaming and chanting, with singing. But it's better to hear from her than from me. Go on, Grandma. It was a long, long time ago, my dear. But I can still remember how that music used to make me smile. I always wanted to be a singer. In the likes of Elvis or Buddy Holly. I really loved rock and roll, you know. And I knew that if I had the chance, I could make all the people smile with my music. And maybe they could be happy for a while. But then on a cold February day in 1959, my dream was taken away. Buddy Holly, the Big Bopper, and Richie Valens all passed away in a terrible airplane crash. The day the music died, it was cold, and something inside me changed completely. I was only 12, but the memory of wanting to cry when I read about his widowed bride still lingers in my mind. It was there that it all started. The change. The revolution. Well, Grandma, what happened next? I was a very lonely girl back in high school, you know, son. The other kids were all about God, and that's fine, of course, but I believed in rock and roll. I believed it could save my mortal soul, and your grandfather, bless his soul, believed it too. He taught me how to dance real slow, in the gym, with no shoes on. I fell in love with him, the lonely teenage Bronson Buck. He brought me pink carnations in his dirty brown pickup truck, and like me, he wanted to be a musician. A guitarist like Chuck Berry. But he believed he was out of luck. That his talent wasn't music. But Grandpa was a great guitarist, wasn't he? Oh no, he was great. It was just the times, you know, that made him believe that because of his race. But he was proven wrong by all the greats. Berry, Little Richard. Anyways, you've made me lose my train of thought. I'm sorry, Grandma. What happened next? Well, everyone who did rock and roll was gone at that point, in the late 50s, early 60s. Elvis was in the army, did you know that? There was a void in people's lives when he loved music, and it was filled by Bob Dylan. You could say he stole the king's crown, but I think it was just passed on to the next great. Dylan was great. He was just what we needed. He sang with a voice that came from you and me, from the youth that didn't want war and justices. He took her dirges in the dark and Ma made them- His? No, they were his from the start. He was just like us. I think he guided us in those 10 years we were on our own. Ah, but he was not the only one. Dylan shared the stage with other greats, like the Beatles or the Birds. They made a summer swelter smell like sweet perfume with their halter skelters, eight miles high. Did you know that was the first psychedelic rock song, son? I didn't know you liked psychedelic music, Grandma. Oh, it was my thing back then. Especially Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Combat. 
Love that. That came out when your grandfather and I lived in San Francisco, in Hyderabad. That was alternative, let me tell you. Your dear mother was born there, in our commune. You could say I was a bit of a hippie in 67, but don't tell your mother I told you. She's deadly embarrassed of it. Why, though? I think hippies are cool. Ah, she thinks that hippies were too revolutionary. I think she means dirty, but she doesn't have the heart to tell me. She's mostly right, but that's how we did it at the time, in the place. With long hair and tie-dye clothes. I thought tie-dye was a consumerist hippie troupe. You guys actually did that? Of course we did. And God, was it ugly. Anyways, don't make me stray away from my story. Where was I? Ah, we were a generation lost in space. And we all found each other in a field in New York in 1969. Well, was that at Woodstock? Yes, dear. Where else? Woodstock, August 1969. It was the only time left to start again. The last call of the revolution, I like to call it. We, the hippies, or whatever you want to call us, we were called rebels, freaks, and whatnot. We were very unpopular at the time, especially after the Stones played at Altamont Festival in December of that year. A kid was murdered there, did you know that? By the Hells Angels. They were security, and everyone thought that the hippies were hanging out with violent gangs and that they were stupid for hiring a motorcycle club as security guards. But were they stupid? Of course not. We were smarter than people thought. We fought for what was right, even if it would cost us our lives. That was never taken literally until Kent State, in 1970. It was a massacre, even if they say it wasn't. I was there. We just wanted our troops back home, to end them. But all we got instead was children screaming and lovers crying. The end of the decade also brought tears to our eyes with the deaths of some of our greats. Janis Joplin, the girl who sang the blues, or Hendrix, the guitar magician, to name a few. The music seemed to not play anymore, as it had played years before. Is that all, Grandma? Well, yes. The essence of the decade was done at that point, I guess. Your mother and your uncle were born, and we had to say bye-bye to the hippie life. The levy of change dried up at that point. But I still wonder, what would have happened if music never died on that February 3rd of 1969? You know, I don't think it ever died. Me neither, son. I think it lives on inside me and inside the bloodstream of every person it touched back then. I think it lives on in the changes it brought, the good and the bad. Now it lives on through the younger generations, like you. You won't forget, won't you? No, Grandma. I will never forget. And believe me, it's awesome getting to know all your past and all these new things. It opened my eyes to a new perspective, a new word to discover. Thank, thank you, thank son. you, Grandma.